Hello, I'm Hilary Walker from Oxford Bible Church. Today I wanted to share with you about interceding in tongues. You know, I'm passionate about this amazing, wonderful gift that God has given us when we receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit is the most amazing gift, but he also brings with him this special gift of praying in tongues, which means you're praying in a language that you have never learnt, um, and you're praying mysteries to God. Um, but I just wanted to share with you some things from Scripture so that you realize there's a firm scriptural basis for what I want to share with you. And so we look at Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and this is about the Pentecost. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks for edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues. Romans 8 verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know uh, what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, verse 14, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Verse 15, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. Verse 18, I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. You know, that's simply amazing that Paul says, um, I speak with tongues more than the whole lot of you put together because the Corinthian church were known to pray a lot in tongues. Okay, they had other things that were, weren't quite right in their assemblies, uh, which of course Paul addressed. But in fact, they, they prayed a lot in tongues. And so many, many times when I have prayed in tongues, God has brought me such wonderful answers and, and actually dramatic changes in my life. And so I wanted to give you one or two illustrations from my life and from other people's lives. And so there was a situation where my, my daddy had been um, diagnosed with terminal cancer, that he had eight weeks to live. It was a dreadful shock to all of us. We just thought he wasn't very well. Um, and he wasn't born again. And I had tried to share with him about the Lord Jesus, and he just didn't want to know. Now, he went to church every Sunday, but he, he thought I was, you know, in la-la land. Um, and so I prayed and prayed and prayed for him. And I used to walk my dog, um, this gorgeous dog called Daniel, in Brasenose Woods, which is the place in Headington, um, not so very far from us. And I would walk and pray and walk and pray. And many times I would just weep and weep. And I'm so grateful that God kept people away because I was crying out to God and I was praying in tongues. Um, and I, I was just in an agony, but I just prayed and prayed and prayed in tongues. 
Sometimes when I prayed in tongues room, I didn't even feel like it because I thought, what's the good? I don't understand what I'm saying. But you know, we're praying mysteries to God. We're praying God's will into a person's life. And one thing I did know is that God wanted my father to be born again. He only had a few weeks to live. And so the most amazing thing happened. Uh, my mummy wasn't very well, so my auntie Olive came to stay. Uh, and she, she was uh, a little bit hostile to the gospel. But fortunately, my brother invited her out to lunch and my mummy went too. So daddy and I were left alone, which was a blessing and, and a rarity. And God gave me the most amazing opportunity. I remember sitting at my father's feet. He was terribly, terribly ill. You know how he, he, he looked starved to death, to be honest, and white, 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 white. And, and in pain and looked dreadful. And I shared with him about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I asked him to, to give his heart to the Lord Jesus. And he said, yes. And I asked him to pray the prayer. Um, Almighty God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, that he paid the price for my sins, that he died and was buried, but he ascended into heaven and that he offers me now the free gift of eternal life. Uh, and I said, now, Daddy, you say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please come into my heart. And he said, Lord Jesus. And it was almost like he was joking. I thought it would just wouldn't come out. And he just said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And I had my eyes closed the whole of this time. And when I looked up, it was simply amazing. His face was totally transformed. He had the most beatific smile on his face. His eyes were bright and shining. He, as I said, he was smiling. He looked absolutely radiant. And you know, at the time that he said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my savior, I had the most amazing experience. I don't seek for these things. They just come. Um, and it was like I was in heaven and on earth at the same time. And it was like rejoicing broke out in heaven and I saw people dancing and praising God and rejoicing over my father's salvation. But at the same time, I, I knew that I was sitting next to him um, at his feet. Uh, and within two weeks, he, he came home, he went home to be with the Lord. So it was, it was a really important prayer. Then, you know, in 1993, um, I was praying for my brother for reconciliation because since my father's death, we really were not on speaking terms, very much not on speaking terms. Um, and it was so sad, but I'd never felt really brave enough to phone him because he was really, really, really cross with me. And so what happened was that I, I was praying one day and I just fell on my face. I remember exactly where I was in our dining room and I was alone in the house. And I was praying in tongues and it came out of my mouth. Oh, God, I pray for time for amendment of life and that you break down this barrier of the dividing wall between my brother and myself. Um, and then I just prayed some more in the spirit and then I got the victory. I mean, I didn't feel like laughing, but I started to laugh and to praise the Lord. Well... I would love to say, well, the next week my brother and I were reconciled. But, you know, it was 14 years later 
and it was above and beyond anything that I could ever have asked or imagined. It was simply wonderful. And my brother and I became closer because he'd received the Lord um, by looking at a, a television program. And he was different. And when we met, it was like all the old animosity, everything had gone. God did an amazing work and what he did for me, he'll do for you. He doesn't have favorites. And another time um, I received, it, it, it was, you know, when everything's fine and everything's happy and suddenly the phone rings and you receive the most appalling news that you never ever expected to take. And I remember shaking, I felt sick, I thought I was going to pass out, I was on my own. And I remember just saying, oh, Holy Spirit, help me, help me, I, I, I don't know how to pray. And I remember sitting in a chair, um, resting my head in my hands, and I just started to, to pray as, as really just by my willpower. And I know the Holy Spirit came to my aid. And I prayed and prayed in tongues and just prayed in tongues very quietly, very quietly. And I couldn't believe it when I looked at my watch. It was an hour and a half I'd been praying. But do you know an amazing thing had happened to me? I was full of life. I felt as though I'd been on holiday. and I knew exactly what to do. And this horrendous situation was in God's hands and it would work out well. And in fact, even to a blessing. And it did. It did. The power of praying in the spirit, in tongues. You know, nothing is impossible for God. I know you know that. And nothing is impossible for us when we believe him. God is looking for those who will daily lift their heart to him and love him and praise him and worship him and seek his face daily. You know, there was a time when I saw, sought the Lord's hand and it was like I had my list. Uh, most of it was for me. Uh, I was incredibly selfish. Um, but Pastor Derek started teaching about seeking the face of the Lord. And I found that my life got transformed. And instead of seeking my own when I wake up now, almost automatically I'm, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, you're your will be done, your will be done in my life. And he's seeking those who will obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit, however inconvenient. You know, sometimes you can get that prompting, I need to pray, but there are all these urgent things. So many times I've allowed the urgent to overtake the important to my detriment and other people's detriment. We need to give place to the important and resist those urgent things and really give place to praying in, in the spirit. Because then and only then, <coughs> excuse me, lives will be saved. People's lives will be transformed. Impossible situations we p will be turned around. There's a wonderful expression that against all gods, with God, against all gods, we are triumphant and victorious. Miracles of healing will happen if we will just obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit and pray. There was a time when I was, you know, I was doing my housework and, and suddenly I just felt to stop everything and kneel and pray and I just started praying in tongues and the phone rang 
and someone from the church called me and he said that someone he knew was a, she was a young girl uh, who was suffering had had heart attacks after heart attacks and he said she's in hospital um, she's desperately desperately ill she's had surgery she's still unconscious she won't come round please will you go and pray for her and he had this man had a whole group praying and I went to the hospital um, and I, I, I cried oh please God let them let me in because so often because they obviously they want to protect the patient and here am I not a relative someone who they think is absolutely cuckoo who's come to pray for this lady who the nurse said to me do you realize how dangerously ill she is she has less than a 50 chance of survival um, and I said I, I know fortunately the girl's mother was there who'd never actually met me and she suddenly said to the nurse my daughter would want her to pray for her so they let me in they said you've got five minutes um, and what I saw shook me because this girl looked so close to death. She, she was deathly white. She had tubes, it seemed to be, coming out from everywhere. She had a nurse, she was in intensive care, a nurse sitting at her, her bedside and watching all these machines that were working. Anyway, they let me just touch her foot. Uh, they wouldn't leave and I prayed in my heart and I commanded the spirit of death to leave her. I bound it and I command you to leave. And I said, Lord Jesus, please heal her. I said, time's up, go. And I went. And she still looked desperately, desperately ill. But the amazing thing, at seven o'clock that night, there was a phone call. It was the girl herself. She said, I woke up and I'm fine. And I'm eating and I'm well. And she said, now I know that God wants to heal me because before I'd seen her before and she said I know God wants to heal people but not me but when she woke up she said I know God wanted to heal me and she got married and had a baby which they said she couldn't do but she did and she's still alive and well but I really put it down honestly to the intercession of that group of people they had been praying for hours and so you see the powerfulness of praying in tongues. You see, if we don't give place to the, to the Holy Spirit and pray, you see, miracles can happen if we will pray, but if we won't, it won't happen. I'm absolutely convinced that the Holy Spirit is searching the whole world for somebody who will kneel and pray and give place to this Holy Spirit. And, you know, maybe praying for a missionary or somebody who's considering suicide, who is beside themselves, who has nobody to pray for them. And I would ask you, could you be that person that God is looking for? I would like to share with you today some amazing, amazing testimonies of men and women who have obeyed the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And they literally dropped everything to pray and they prayed for hours and they would not give up until they had that note of victory or you can get that peace that passes all understanding I mean it is totally supernatural and you know that you know that you know that you have the answer to your prayer and that all is well I just wanted to share the testimony um, the name is Mr. A.G. Bowler which 
Honestly, I hadn't heard of until I heard this testimony. And he was a missionary in Africa in the early 1930s. And he was there for, I think, something like 30 or 40 years. Anyway, one day he was uh, needing to go to uh, another island and to, uh, uh, to preach the gospel. And he didn't know their dialect, so he took a friend along. And they went in a tiny little boat. There was a captain and three crew, none of whom were Christians. And they went and they had a lovely time. And they preached all day and it was time to come back. And they popped in the boat and homeward they sailed. Well, in Africa, I am told, in the sea, suddenly, suddenly you can have a squall. And a squall just blew up. I mean, they were in the midst of this. The, the boat was being tossed backwards and forwards and ups practically upside down, and it was pitch dark. And I just want to read to you the conversation between the captain and uh, this lovely man, Mr. Bowler. And so what happened, uh, finally the captain came to him. This is, this is as Mr. Bowler told me, uh, came to me and said, if we stay out here, we're, we're going to sink. Uh, we can't get into the harbour uh, because I've lost my direction in the storm. Can you imagine? The captain doesn't know where he is. He's lost his way. He said, I don't know where I am and we would be dashed to pieces on the rocks, which they could see in this storm. I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to make a run for it uh, and just try to get into the harbour uh, or just stay here. But if we stay here, we're just going to go down. We're going to sink. Can you imagine being given that news? Mr. Bowler just said to him, uh, let me and my friend pray. So uh, Mr. Bowler said they got down on their knees and they gave their, surrendered their lives to God. And they said, Father, we don't believe that you want to take us at this time in this storm. But nevertheless, if you do, you know the best, it's your privilege. We commit our lives into your hands for safekeeping. We thank you, Father. We thank you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, then Mr. Bowler stood up and he said to the captain, let her go, just run for the harbour. The captain said, we're going to be cut to pieces on the rocks. Do you understand? Mr. Bowler said, that's okay. Just let her go. And uh, he told this group of people he was speaking to, as God is my witness and all the unsaved crew members as my witnesses. By the way, this was in the days before they had uh, um, flying aeroplanes. The boat took off like an aeroplane. That little boat just sailed through the air right over the rocks and landed safely in the harbour. And it was just quiet and peaceful in that beautiful harbour. And we all rejoiced and gave thanks and praise to God for our amazing deliverance. Anyway, miss, there's another part to the story. Mr. Bowler um, went on to say that about two weeks later, um, he was visiting in a mission uh, station and this dear lady, she was a missionary, she was all on her own because they were desperately short of people. And she had to do a lot of physical jobs as, as well as spiritual work. And so she really worked, worked from dawn till dusk. This particular day, she was absolutely exhausted. Um, and in Africa, I understand that it just suddenly gets dark around about 6.30, 7 o'clock every single evening. And so she decided she would go straight to bed and she fell into bed and she was absolutely exhausted. And then suddenly she was, um, she was woken up as though someone had shaken her. 
And she thought, oh my goodness me, someone's come into the room. And then she looked around and there was nobody there. And she realized it was the Lord. And she said, Lord, what's the matter? What is it? And she knew she had to get out of bed and pray, although she was absolutely still exhausted. Uh, and she, she got out and she said, before her knees hit the ground, she was praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues. And she said she could not pray another word in English for at least two hours. And she had a vision and she saw this man, she'd heard of him, but she, she really didn't know much about him. And she said this burden of prayer and she prayed and prayed and prayed. She said with groanings um, that uh, could not be uh, uttered in articulate speech, which is what the scripture says. We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or in articulate speech. Paul again says, if I pray in an unknown Sorry, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays by the Holy Spirit in me. And she said from 10 to midnight, she, she could only pray in tongues. And then Mr. Bowler said, Sister, thank God you were praying for me right at that time. And he told her the whole story. And he experienced many, many things just like this during his time as a missionary. But you know, this doesn't always happen in faraway places. I want to tell you about my dear friend, Katie. She's a very praying girl. Anyway, her father, who is unsaved, had taken a trip to France um, with uh, her, her stepmother. And quite suddenly, Katie was going about her everyday business. And she felt a terrible, terrible urge to pray for her father, that his life was in danger. And I mean, not being saved, it's even more in danger. Um, and she just knelt and she prayed in tongues and she prayed in tongues and she prayed in tongues. She had really no idea what was happening and she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until she got that peace, that supernatural peace of God that, yes, it's all right. I don't know what it was, whether he was sick or anything, but all I know is that God has taken it in hands. Anyway, when her father returned home, um, he called her to say he was home and he told her, he said, you know, a really strange thing. Well, he said it wasn't strange. It was absolutely terrifying. He said that um, he was on one of these curvy mountain roads in France going around the Alps. And uh, he said he was on the outside where there was a sheer drop and a car came speeding around the corner um, and, and bumped him um, and, and his car swirled. He said, I have no idea how we did not fall over the edge and crash to our deaths. He said, I have no idea. She tried to tell him the story, but unfortunately he poo-pooed the Lord. Um, but anyway, he still has that in his memory, how he, he didn't nearly died, but did not. Um, and there's, oh, so, so many wonderful stories. I mean, my, again, for me, I was just praying in the spirit and suddenly I felt my brother's life was in danger. And I, I remember again falling flat on my face and crying out to God for him that he would save his life. And I couldn't think, what on earth is the matter? And I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I didn't know until years later when Gordon and I were, were reconciled together that at the very time that I was praying, he was in surgery having uh, something, uh, something done to his um, arterial, uh, his artery going into the heart and, and having uh, like a balloon thing put in there uh, so that he could go on living. 
You see, God is looking for us to intercede because he gave Adam authority in this world. Unfortunately, Adam handed it over to the enemy, to Satan. And so God is looking for those of us who know him to pray. And I want to pray for us before I say goodbye to you, um, that to ask God to help us because um, just to remember this scripture that um, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Well, let's ask, Father, we thank you for the encouragement that Paul gives us as he writes to the church at Corinth. Father, we will pray with the understanding and we will pray in the spirit. And Father, I ask you to lead each one of us into that place where we are so sensitive to your precious Holy Spirit. Help us, Father God, to recognize when your Holy Spirit is yield, asking us to yield to him and to pray your will into someone's life and situation, maybe even for someone we don't know. And we may not even know what we're praying, but Lord, to yield to your Holy Spirit. And I ask you to help each one of us to drop everything and to pray, be obedient and pray in the Holy Spirit until you give us that note of victory where we know that we know that we've done what you've asked us to do and that there's victory in that situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Be encouraged. Pray in the Spirit. You know, you may not feel like it. Many times I don't feel like praying in the Spirit. And you know, sometimes this thought comes to you, oh, you know, I'm just praying nonsense. But it's not. God bless you. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the word of God to the ends of the earth. But we need your help. If you can partner with us or, or pray for us, contribute to us, it will make all the difference to make this possible. And on our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you, you can find the, a way you can help us financially, and we would be so grateful. God wants you well. Jesus died for, your, for our healing. And so I've written two books. The first one is Getting Healed. It's How to Receive Your Healing. It's practical instruction, how you can receive your healing from God. And my second book is a follow-on from that, which is Live Long and Strong. And it talks about how we can have our youth renewed by God and, and the principles of having a long and a strong life. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk where you can also make a donation to our ministry or contact us on 01865 515086